0: You're tuning into Edinburgh Chi TNO, a place for community and growing deeper in your faith. Join us each week as two people sit down to discuss difficult questions found in scripture. This is Q&A with Jesus. Ashley, take it away. All right. <laughs> um, this semester we're doing a series long um, for like the entire semester and it's going to be called Q&A with Jesus. If you've been on our social media. I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. Um, so we're going to look at some of the biggest questions um, people ask Jesus. And we wanted to share this in more of a relaxed or conversational kind of podcast vibe. If you guys have ever watched those, it's just like two people chat and have a conversation. Um, and so each week you'll see two people tackle these questions and just talk about all the different parts of them. Um, and so this week's question comes from Mark chapter four and is a question that Jesus's disciples ask him. They ask, don't you care if we drown? It's going to be some really good stuff. Allie, can you share with us some context for this question? Sure. Um,
1: Hi, guys. We are pumped for the night. We are super excited, just to echo what Ashley said, to kind of share this semester in this different format. Um, I love when we try something new. So we hope that it encourages you guys. We hope that um, you guys get to just here's some good stuff just in a different way than we normally have. And so yeah, tonight's question, the first question that we're going to kick off with is, don't you care if we drown? And that's, um, I don't know, that's a pretty serious question. Like if you ask me, and so I want to take a moment to kind of like unpack and give some context for that question. So it comes from Mark 4, 35 through 39. So if you have like your Bible, or if you want to pull it up, like on the app. I'm going to throw that really quickly in the chat. I'm going to try to be super techie tonight and do multiple things at the same time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, So yes, there is the reference So pull that up if you have it. And so we're going to see kind of what led to the disciples asking Jesus this very pointed, this very direct question. And to find out the answer, like, did Jesus really not care? And so just to give a little kind of like context for Mark four, like Jesus is kind of, he's like in the beginning of his earthly ministry. So people all over are catching wind of this man, of his teachings, of his miracles that he, you know, is claiming to be the Messiah. And in the beginning of chapter four, we see Jesus teaching to a crowd on the shore. And I'm sure, I don't know if I were Jesus and people were kind of catching on to me like i feel like after a long day of traveling and teaching like i would be i'd be pretty tired and so after he finishes up he tells his disciples to get in a boat and in verse 35 jesus says like let's cross over to the other side let's go to the other side and so i'm going to pick up reading in mark 4 verse 36 And so it says, leaving the crowd behind, the disciples took Jesus along just as he was in the boat. There are also other boats with them. A furious storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, Be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And so the disciples and Jesus were there making their journey um, across what was called the Sea of Galilee. So, what I want you guys to put in the chat, I want you guys to guess how many miles long. And how many miles wide do you think the Sea of Galilee was? So take a moment, think about it, drop them in the chat, and we're going to see if anybody gets close. Um, so you got to let me know how many miles long and how many miles wide. But two by three. So <laughs> more than three feet wide, less than one million wide. Oh, long. Okay. <laughs> How about a few more guesses? Three miles by five miles. <laughs> more than one. That's good. Like at least one by one. 26 by three. 10 Y. Okay, so you're close. Okay, so um, what it is, so the Sea of Galilee, it was 13 miles long and it was about eight miles wide. So 13 miles long Okay, Cody, 13 by nine. Did you look that up? That's pretty good. Okay, 13 miles long, eight miles wide. Um, and so the Sea of Galilee, like it was known for its kind of sudden violent storms. And so this storm was so severe, like um, in particular the disciples, like they literally thought that they were gonna die. Like they're were like, we're, we're done for. And I wanna point out that like the majority of, Jesus' disciples, they were skilled, trained, professional fishermen. Like they should kind of know what it's like to be on rough waters. But this storm was so disturbing that they were absolutely terrified. And then there's Jesus just sleeping away in the middle of a crisis situation. Like everything's falling apart around them. And Jesus is just like, I'm gonna take a nap. Um, like, I, I, I do appreciate how Jesus, you know, he likes a good nap. If you are a napper, please give me some sign on the screen or in the chat because I need to know where my fellow nappers are. Um, I love a good nap, but I feel like in the middle of a storm does not really seem like, oh good, I'm glad I'm not alone with the naps. Um, but in the middle of a storm, like, I don't feel like napping is like the most appropriate, you know, thing. So I don't know, Ashley, like, can you share with us um like if you were one of the disciples on that boat kind of like one what be what be going through your mind in general about this whole situation and then two like what would you specifically be thinking about jesus in this moment taking a nap in the middle of a crisis
0: one i want to say that i would understand jesus taking a nap because nap team but odds are i probably wouldn't i'd probably be honestly a little salty to be quite honest um but I am like terrified of deep water. Like I absolutely hate it. It's one of my biggest fears. Um, And so I think just because of how vast it is. And so I think one of my fears would be like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be lost out here. Like all alone. You know what I mean? I think that would probably be what I'd be doing. And like, Jesus, you could, what are you doing, bro? Like (laughs) storm, you know, I think quite honestly, that's where my brain would be at.
1: (laughs) Sure. I think I would, probably be thinking something similar of like, Jesus, don't, don't you care? Like there is chaos going on around us. Like our lives could be at stake and you're sleeping. Like you're not taking what it looks like any action. And I think I would ask too, like, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? And so I don't know, maybe like some of us on this call, like maybe we haven't asked Jesus that particular question before but like, I bet we've all kind of asked like a version of it. Um, like Jesus, don't you care that I'm really struggling in school right now? Or like Jesus, don't you care that my mental health is tanking or Jesus, don't you care that people like I love are sick or Jesus, don't you care that? Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent or my car insurance or my bills or even like Jesus, don't you care that I feel like unloved and unseen by supposedly some of the closest people in my life? Like, or maybe you're asking another question of the millions of questions we can ask Jesus. Um, but I feel like all of us have asked a version of Jesus, don't you care about blank? And so I want us just to take 30 seconds and maybe just spend a moment and think about a question that you might be at, like, have been asking Jesus lately, whether you realize it or not. So that's why I want to take, like, 30 seconds and just sit there and think, like, what's going on in your life? And, like, has there been a question kind of along these lines that you um, have been asking Jesus? So let's take a moment and just kind of, like, see if we can identify one or two of those. And this is not the time that like we have to spend thinking about this but I wanted to give us just a little space to kind of pause and reflect of maybe something like that that we've been kind of asking Jesus and so I think sometimes Jesus doesn't always act in the way that we think he should or in the timing that we think he should and oftentimes like we can interpret that as Jesus doesn't care like he is distant when a storm arises like he is far away like I want nothing to do with that but we also see like the disciples were also thinking like Jesus wasn't acting in the way that he should. And we can think Jesus, like I'm struggling here. I'm hanging on by a thread and it feels like you are falling asleep on me. And so, like I said, maybe there's some of us right now on this call who are like personally feeling that way. Like Jesus wake up, like I'm tired, I'm hurting, I'm scared. I'm confused about X, Y, and Z in my life. Like, do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you, do you care? And maybe you aren't just thinking about those things when it comes to like personal things that you're going through. But if you like look at the current state of our world, um, you might be asking yourselves like some of the same exact questions like, Jesus, do you hear us? Do you see us? Like, do you care? Because not just in the last 12 months, but just in the history of our world, we have seen disease and death and devastation natural disasters, we've seen racial tension, political tension, like the list can go on and on. And like, we can see that our world is in the middle of a storm. And like, it, it can be shocking and surprising that all these things like seem to be happening one after another and after another. And I don't know, Ashley, like when you maybe think of the kinds of responses to the current state of our world and of our nation, like what kind of responses have you been seeing, like, Christian or non-Christian, like, what are some kind of responses that maybe you've been witnessing?
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people, like, again, not just over, like, this past year, but, like, over time, you see some people, like, really handle their stuff well, and you're like, how do you do that? <laughs> and I, um, you know, from the people I know, usually the answer is Jesus, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, for, I'm like, that's great, but even, like, from Christians and also non-Christians, like you see a lot of people just handling things with a lot of disparity and hopelessness and like wondering, is this ever gonna end? Um, Like just from everything, you know what I mean? Every little thing that you mentioned, I, I mean, they're like centuries old issues, but like they're still, they seem to be inflamed lately. And so there's just all this and everyone's like, is it ever gonna end? And so I think you see, lately I think you've been seeing a lot of like just hopelessness to be quite honest yeah
1: yeah those are like some good reflections because I feel like I've been seeing people like who just been in shock in shock or like overwhelmed or confused at um just some of the things that we have seen like in our world and like not just from 2020 I think we say a lot about 2020 but like that stuff has been going on like that way before 2020 even hit you know um and like Jesus, I was like thinking about this and I'm like, you know what, Jesus promises us many things, but here, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about that he promises us. And the first thing is that like, there will be trouble. What a promise that is, you know, but like he reminds us of that in John 16, he says in this world, like we will have trouble, like in this world, we'll have trials. We're going to have sorrow. We're going to have storms. Like we, cause we live in a world that's still like reaping the devastating effects of sin. And so we, we're going to see trouble, but at the same time, he promises us something else. And that something else is he promises us that we are going to make it to the other side. We are going to make it to the other side of the storm. And, Cause we literally see him tell the disciples that before they get in the boat, like he said, Hey, let's cross over to the other side. He didn't say, Hey, let's die in the middle of the sea, or like, let's have the storm take us under no, he like promised them, hey, like we're, we're going to make it to the other side. And so um, I was kind of doing some research about storms and I want you guys um, to write in the chat, um, maybe like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong, looking at the screen. Um I want you to write in the chat how fast the wind was in like the world's worst storm like how many miles per hour do you think that was 60 miles per hour 149 miles per hour
0: 237
1: 380 probably was pretty Pretty fast 128 170 250 90 um so those are some good guesses. 576. That'd be a rough one. Um, so the, one of the world's like earth's strongest, most massive storms took place back in 1979 and they called it the super typhoon and the wind gusts reached up to 190 miles per hour. So that's just a little fact of that. So I can't even imagine what it's like, what they're experiencing here, like on this boat, but I want to point out like Jesus was the one who told them to get into the boat in the first place. So like Jesus, who knows everything, um, like he knew a storm was coming and he still said, Hey, let's get in this boat. And so I think the part that I love so much is that Jesus knew the storm was coming. He still chose to get in the boat with the disciples He didn't say, you know, y'all go ahead. Like, I'll catch up with you later. You know, I'm going to leave tomorrow. I'm going to get a different boat. (laughs) Like, no, he knew a storm was coming and he still chose to get in the boat with them. So Ashley, when you kind of like see that about Jesus, what does that, I don't know, what does that speak to you about who Jesus is, like his
0: character or his nature? Yeah. So like instantly, like when I think about God and Jesus, like being so relational with us, like how they desire for that with us like I always think about my cousins they are my pride and joy they're 12 and turning seven this week um and so I love them so much and like when I think about when they go through something hard or I know something hard is coming up for them like there's nothing I won't do to be with them and so knowing so I think Jesus knowing the disciples had to go through the storm I think he was like nope I got to be there with them. They got to like, know that I'm there. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like in, like, I know my cousins like tend to look up to me a lot and like, obviously same thing with the disciples. Um, So I think Jesus is like, yeah. So like, I get to model this for them. I get to be there to love them and like, you know, provide peace. And I think, you know, I really see that like God just really cares so, so, so much about his disciples and will do anything even like put himself in danger you know that's really good
1: yeah because Jesus like getting the boat was him saying hey there are going to be storms but then it's also him saying hey you aren't going to face them alone so like whatever storm like we find ourselves in or whatever storm we see like our world facing like we can trust that Jesus is in our boat So we can trust that Jesus is in our boat. If you remember nothing from tonight, from this conversation, like I want you to remember that Jesus is in your boat. Like he's on your side. And the fact that like he wants to be in the boat with you in the middle of a storm or or messy situation, like that shows that he does care for you. So Jesus is in your boat. Like he's not on the shore. He's not at the, like at a distance. Like he is right beside you. And if he's like in our boat and like that close proximity to us like that, it, it must mean that like, he can hear us in the storm. So Jesus hears you in the storm. So like, I can't imagine what 107, 190 miles per hour, like wind sounds like, like, I can't imagine how loud that is. And so like, I can't imagine how loud it must've been on the boat with Jesus and the disciples being tossed and turned in the sea of Galilee. And like, I think how loud, just like a simple thunderstorm is. And that's just, we hear that from the shelter and the protection of our own home. But like, we still hear the heavy rain and the lightning and the rolling thunder, but like here they were exposed in this boat. So I cannot imagine how loud that must've been. And as I was kind of like studying Mark for, I think, I don't know, I think what gets me the most is that Jesus stays asleep through all that noise. Like maybe, I don't know if you're a heavy sleeper. I'm a light sleeper. Like I'm going to hear one thing and like, I'm awake, but there are some people like the world could be falling apart and they are just like out. Like if you're a heavy sleeper, please. I just want to know. Cause you can teach me some <laughs> tips and tricks on how to actually stay asleep. Um, but he stayed asleep through all that. Like he didn't hear a thing, but this is the part that like, I wanted to point out, but as soon as, As the disciples go to wake him up, as soon as like one word hits the tip of their tongue, like he hears the sound of their voice. So he didn't wake up to the noise of the storm, but he woke up to the very sound of his disciples' voice. Like he heard them, he heard their cries. And so, like, I bet you if the disciples even like whispered his name on that boat during that storm, that Jesus would have woken up. It's kind of like, I don't know it's like moms where there's like 9,000 million kids all around. But as soon as they hear their child cry, they're like, where's, where are they? Where are they? Like they, they're able to find them like in an instant. And I just kind of was like thinking about that today and like relating that to Jesus, like as his sons and his daughters, as his kids, like he hears us, like he hears our cries and like whatever storm, like we are in, the noise of it, like, isn't too loud for him not to hear us. And to me, that really like displays that Jesus does care. So Jesus, like he's in our boat and Jesus hears us in the storm. And I don't know, actually take a moment. I don't know. Has there ever been like a time that you questioned if Jesus like could hear you when you were facing something hard And like, I don't know, how did you process through that? Like, how did you remind yourself okay, Jesus does hear me, even though it felt like the opposite.
0: Yeah, so this is kind of a, like, a moment about me, but, like, more or less, it's been about, like, a couple friends in my life. Um, I've had some friends go through some just really traumatic things, and it seems like once it starts, like, it won't stop, you know what I mean? Like, once one traumatic thing happens, it just piles on um, again and again, and so I had one friend that, um, again, that happened to, and she was really seeking for God, and I was like, come on, like, where are you? Show her, show her, like, how powerful you are, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? This is perfect, cut through, you know, and it was like nothing, 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 and, um, that was really hard, because I was like, do you hear me? Do you hear her? Like, you know, and, um, so just processing through all that, like, looking back, like, God was working through every one of those moments, like, he's now looking at everything in your life, like, every situation, Um, but in that moment, it was really hard, and, you know, I just had to, like, keep pressing on, and, like, keep praying, because, like, I knew he heard us, it was just so hard to, like, you know, feel that in the moment, but um it was worth it to just, you know, keep pressing through, and knowing that I was offering that to God, sometimes like, you know,
1: hindsight is 2020, like where you actually take a moment to pause and you can look back and you're like, okay, in that moment, like God, it didn't feel like you were there, but like God is faithful. And like, when you look back, like you're able to trace his hand and where like he was working. And sometimes it's like super hard, like when we feel like God isn't hearing us, but like when we look at people in our lives that we love so dearly and we see them walking through something that's hard, like sometimes that can be even harder than when we feel like, okay, God, do you care about what I'm going through? But looking at people that you just know and love and, and watching them uh, cry out to God and maybe not feel like something is changing in their situation. And so, um, but like how we talk about like, okay, we can remind ourselves, like Jesus does hear our voice in the storm. And not only does like he like hear our voice, he kind of like one, he even like ups that a level. And he's like, Hey, like I have authority over the storm. And so Jesus has authority over the storm because in that passage of Mark four, we saw that with three words, jesus brought complete peace to the chaos of that storm and like when he calmed the storm i don't know like if i were the disciples actually i'm not sure what i would be doing but i think in my head i would think like they would be filled with like such peace that this terrible storm that they were in was like over but what we saw in scripture was like they were almost like just as afraid as when they were in the midst of the storm because they just witnessed Firsthand, the power and the authority of who Jesus was. So this whole time, they've been witnessing, they've been seeing like him as like 100% man, but they started to really witness him as like he's also 100% God, and that like kind of shook them to the core so much to the point where they said like, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him it kind of made me like reflect a little bit on Psalm 89 verses eight through nine. Um, somebody wants to throw that in the chat Psalm 89 verses eight through nine. Um, if you guys want to go and look at that later, but I'll read it to you. Now it says, who is like you, Lord God almighty, you Lord are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the surging sea and when it's waves mount up, you still them. And so like when the storms do come, like in our lives, like Jesus can still them because he does have authority over our storms. Does, does it always happen in the way that we want or in the timing that we want? I can tell you firsthand, no, but can I also speak with the same assurance that like, he does have authority over storms that I've walked through in my life. I can hundred percent say yes. Um, but I don't just think, I don't know, something I was thinking about with this, like, I don't think it's enough to just say, hey, Jesus, you have authority over this storm in my life. Um, I think sometimes I can say a lot of things, but deep in my heart, I'm still wrestling with other things. So it's not enough just to say, hey, Jesus, you have authority over this storm. Because like, we have to have faith in his authority. And we have to have faith that he sees us and hears us and that he cares So like, we have to have faith in the storm because Jesus, like he is moved by our faith. And what we kind of saw in Mark four is that the disciples, like they actually, like they lacked faith because when the storm was over, Jesus didn't say, wow, like what a storm that was. He said, yo, why, where's your faith at? Why didn't you have any faith in this? So like the, the, the storm didn't disturbed Jesus, but it was actually like the unbelief of his disciples. It was like their lack of faith that disturbed him even more than a very disturbing storm. And like they, um, like he was kind of acknowledging like, Hey, you're saying like, I don't, I didn't care about you. And I think sometimes when we think like Jesus doesn't care about us, um, it kind of shows that like where our faith is really at it shows that maybe our faith is on the struggle bus right now or that we're like lacking faith completely because it's kind of saying like Jesus, like I don't believe the truth about who you are. And so like it takes faith to trust the like quote unquote, the sleeping Jesus, like to know that he cares and is working on our behalf, even when it doesn't seem like it, even when it doesn't feel like it. And so Ashley, like, I don't know, take a minute and share, like, what does it practically look like to kind of cultivate and grow our faith in Jesus when we're facing a storm? Like, what do we do when our faith is kind of on the struggle bus?
0: So I think a lot of the times, whenever we talk about storms and we talk about like our faith and stuff, I think we're expecting it to be like, okay, we're holding on to the remnants of like, you know, our faith that we, you know, so strong and, now it's not, but like, sometimes I think these storms sweep in whenever maybe we didn't have such a good faith walk to begin with. Um, and so, so like in thinking about that, like one, I would say so many things, but one, I would say reaching out um, to other Christians and just saying, Hey, you know, like in sharing that burden with each other, that you know, that's how the body of Christ is supposed to act. Mm-hmm. So welcome. If you're a part of the body of Christ, this is what we do, you know, just like lean on each other. And, um, yeah, it's so like, I'd say reach out, but then if somebody reaches out to you, you know, encourage them, um, to praise, to praise God. Cause it like, whenever we praise God, it takes the focus off of us and helps us realign like, okay, this is who God is. And so our storm may not feel like anything less, but at least then our perception of God, will be somewhat in line with what it should be, and then, of course, we do, you know, you you keep praying, you keep pressing in, um, all these things, you know, praise however you need to, you know, that could be through drawing or singing or, you know, just sitting quietly in his presence, you know, it could be all of those things, Um, so yeah, I mean, I would definitely start with all of those things and so, so many more, but I mean, yeah, I would just keep pressing in. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: I feel like those are some really good like places to start you know like that and I love how you brought up about community um I don't know I'd bet like even the disciples are having a rough time I bet they were glad they weren't on that boat alone you know that they had um the other disciples with them to like walk through that and how awesome it is that like we have this community on this zoom call and Tons of other people who are a part of our community that like aren't even here right now, you know. And so I think that's just like really encouraging to know that like Jesus designed community to function that way. But like when we are in the middle of a storm, you know, like we have Jesus, like we're not alone in that way. And then we're not alone because of like the people that he's put around us, like in the flesh. And so yeah, Jesus, like he's in our boat jesus hears us in the storm and jesus has authority over the storm and um as i was kind of just spending time studying um i found this it's a quote from a theologian but then i did not write down who the theologian was so i can get that to you guys later but essentially what they were saying was like there are many people today who seem to think the boat is going down but the boat cannot go down because jesus is on board And that's kind of like where I want to like kind of wrap up and end tonight is like right now, when we look at our world, you turn on the news, you turn on social media, um, pick up a newspaper. If you are old school and pick up a newspaper, whatever it is, like er everything that we read and, and see like with our natural eyes, like it looks like the boat is going down. There are times where I'm like, Jesus, let's just you know, let's just end this thing. Like, let's go live with you. This is a rough time. You know, it's like, looks like the boat's going down, but after I've kind of really spent some time sitting in this mark for this week, it was just such a sweet reminder. Like the boat can't go down because Jesus is on board. Like he like is with us. And I kept thinking like, there are so many people in our world in our nation that don't know, like their narrative is the ship is sinking. Um, but they don't know that like, there's somebody that is in the boat with them and like how much more, um, like of a purpose that we have, like, we know like the hope of Jesus. We know the person of Jesus who is on our boat. He hears us in the storm. He has authority over the storm and that there are tons of people out there that don't know that or people in other countries who don't have access to that and how like, that should kind of like motivate us even more, even when like we can be struggling, we can still share about who Jesus is in the hope like that we know in him. And so um I just kind of wanted to like encourage us with that, that despite like let's be a different narrative than the things that we see on the news, than the things that we see on social media. Like we can either join in with that same voice of hopelessness and despair and that the boat is going down Or we can be a different voice because when people are used to hearing this despair, then when, when they hear something new, something that's refreshing, something that is life giving, like their intent, they're like, what is that? Like, I, that's not what I've been hearing And like, that is attractive. And like, we have a really awesome opportunity to share like who Jesus is, um, like through, talking and having a different narrative that doesn't mean we're still not going to struggle. That doesn't mean sometimes we are not going to have the hard questions, but the awesome part is like, Jesus loves when we ask him hard questions. Like he's like, I can handle it. Like I will show you who I am. I will remind you who I am. And so um we can still encourage people and point them to Jesus um, even when we're still figuring things out. And so I guess kind of the last thing I wasn't planning on doing this, but I kind of just feel prompted to, like earlier I had us just take a moment and think of a question that we've been asking Jesus. And maybe you're like, I had 10 million. That's okay too. But I kind of just want to practice just like a moment of Ashley talked about community and just how God has given that to us as a gift in the storm. And so like, I want to just practice a little moment of vulnerability. And so if you feel comfortable, like I want you to write in the chat, maybe what one of your questions that you have been asking Jesus is, whether that's like super recent or from a week ago. Like I want you to write in the chat, like a question that you've been asking Jesus. And then how we're going to close is like, I'm going to have Ashley close in prayer. And we're not necessarily going to walk through every single specific question, but she's going to kind of like collectively lift up those questions um, to Jesus um, as we kind of like end this portion of the night. And so like take a minute. We're gonna take about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute and like write one of our questions um in the chat. So like we are in a safe place you're with safe people um that just love you and want to meet you like where you're at. So like I encourage you to do that. I really appreciate your guys's willingness to kind of step into I don't know the uncomfortable um, it's not always easy being vulnerable. Um, kind of feel like I just expose myself, you know, like here are my real thoughts or here are the real things that like I've been processing. But, um, I think like when we take that step and like, kind of like acknowledge that not just with Jesus, but like in community, God's like, okay, like I can do something. Like I, I, I can step into this and like, I, I can meet you where you're at. And so I just really appreciate you guys popping these in the chat and, um, you guys can still keep throwing them in there, but I'm gonna have Ashley kind of close in prayer for tonight and kind of lift up, um, just in general, like these questions that we have for Jesus and how he can just continue to reveal like who he is in the storm, um, with us. So,
0: um, Jesus, uh, we lay all these questions at your feet, God, Um, and God, you see in that chat, there's everything, everything from the future to healing to uncertainty about now and insecurities, God, Um, and we lay that all at your feet. Um, Jesus, thank you that you're a strong enough God and way beyond strong enough God that you can Take all of these questions on, and all of our hurt and all of our pain. That you take all of that on gladly, and you're not affected by it, God. Your heart hurts for us, but you are still strong. You are still in control, God. Um, so Jesus, I pray as we navigate through all these storms that we all seem to be facing, um, that you remind us that you are with us. You send us just little things throughout the day that just we, we can see and we can remember that it's you, God. I pray that you just draw our minds back to you, God. Um, I pray that you give us the strength to keep pressing into you, God. I pray that our hunger, whereas we're trying to settle all these questions, God, that it turns more into we want to be with you more, God. And so, um, Jesus, thank you so much for tonight and for every ear that got to listen to tonight, God, Um, and for anyone else who ever may encounter this. um, I pray that we share this with as many people as we can this week, and um, you keep us all safe um, before we gather again next week. In Jesus' name, amen.